Is there such a thing as too much food at your Super Bowl party? And what is the ideal number of dips that include massive amounts of cheese? We discuss that along with The Bachelor and why Victoria looked the hottest of the whole entire season when she got the boot. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Women Ask All. This is a special episode, and I'm your host, Amy butchon Siegfried. We are so excited that you're here, and we are joined by our wonderful guest, so let's get started. All right, well, thanks for joining us for, I believe, our fourth edition or fourth episode of Women Ask All. And this week, we are going to talk a little bit about Super Bowl, a little bit about The Bachelor, uh, and we are joined by a fun, fancy new friend, with Molly. Molly is stepping in and pitch hitting for Lindsay as she is out. And Molly, I'll give you her a short introduction on Molly. She is probably one of the funniest people I know. Um, and I say that because she does it effortlessly. Um, my favorite part about Molly is that her uh, favorite sport is ballet. For those of us who did dance as a child and had zero athletic ability, I applaud that. And so thank you. And my second favorite thing in your bio that you wrote is post-pandemic, you will be hugging everyone, which I respect that. I'm tired of fist bumping people and uh, flying to the UK to meet those responsible for your other half. So we are very excited to be joined by Molly today. Yay, Molly. Round of applause. Yeah. Welcome. And we are joined by the wonderful, beautiful brunette in Lisa uh, calling in from Los Angeles, our banking expert. And then our beauty queen, Courtney, calling in from Dallas. And Courtney is the founder of Tinge. Uh, and make sure you stay tuned. You follow Tinge on social media because they are getting ready to launch their um, their products. Their first new product is rolling out in a couple of weeks. So if you are listening, get on your phone, go to your Instagram account and follow Tinge. So, oh, and of course I've left to save the best for last. My wonderful co-founder, Scott, is also on here, and he needs no real introduction because he is the voice of reason on this podcast. So thank you, everyone, for joining us. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Excited to be here. Okay, so we're going to break the ice with a little something different. Today is Wednesday, and it's National Women in Sports Day, Women and Girls in Sports Day, excuse me. And so let's start our conversation off with a little bit of, tell me about your favorite sports memory. Did you go to a sporting game when you were a kid? Something you do with your parents, your family? So does anyone uh, have one that jumps out at them that wants to go first? If not, I'm happy to share well, my horror story. Go ahead, Lisa. You know, I grew up in Connecticut and so a big deal for us and I grew up in the middle of Connecticut and so Connecticut's divided when it comes to sports affiliations you're either New York or Boston <clears throat> so we were closer to Boston so we would go up as kids to um, see games at Fenway Park and to this day I think Fenway Park is the best um, major league baseball stadium in the country hot dogs just taste different there I don't know what it is have you been back recently They've built in like a I've bowling been, section. Not since I lived there. So I haven't been back there for probably what, seven or eight years. Um, you know, I used to live within walking distance of Fenway Park and the bank I worked for at the time would had a suite and they always needed an employee to host the suite. And I, I would graciously raise my hand to go hang out in the suite and watch Red Sox games for free. So um, good memories. 
I have to say that I was, I went there for work when I worked for the Diamondbacks and I flew in by myself and I got to the game by myself and Fenway's very, it doesn't look like a stadium. It blends right in with the neighborhood. And mm -hmm. I remember walking around, I'm wearing my team gear and I, I didn't know where I was going. So I asked some Red Sox fans like, where am I supposed to be? Where am I going? Where's this gate? And they were so kind for being an opposing team's fan. Um, they, I have to say, and they maybe get a bit of a bad rap, but um, I thought they were the nicest fans that I had encountered. So I give but you know, to I you. Took, I took my, my mom to her first um, game in a long time. This was a couple of years ago. And it was the Red Sox Yankees game. And I was like, oh God, how is this going to go? Are there going to be like fist fights in the stands? You know, my poor mother, like five one, is she going to be scared? And it was, to your point, it was a comedy show. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful rivalry between the the Red Sox and the Yankees, and just the the trash talking and the back and forth. But it was all very very good natured, and it was it was a lot of fun. So I, I, if anyone can have the opportunity to go to a Red Sox Yankees game, just go for the people watching. It was fantastic. <clears throat> I love it, Courtney Molly. I'll go. So I have a lot of fun sports memories, but I think for me. My standout was a few years ago when I was in Chicago on work assignment for several months and I arrived in the middle of the World Series that the Cubs ended up winning. And it was just so amazing to be in Chicago at that time. I mean, what a lucky thing for me to have been sent there. I think I arrived like October 30th and we won, gosh, was it Halloween even or November 1st, something like that. But I got there like the day before they won and my whole family's from Chicago. So we had like grown up kids that were, you know, lived like the endless depression of every Cubs fan in America <laughs> waiting for them to like finally win the world series. And they did. And it was, I was in a sports bar downtown watching like by myself. I had just flown in, wasn't there with anybody. And there were like grown men crying, hugging each other, people like sobbing on the ground. It was just like so awesome because, you know, Chicago and such a diehard sports city with the Cubs. So that was really fun. That's, so That's cool. cool. That is very cool. I think my favorite, some of my favorite memories were probably going to Hornets games in Oklahoma City with my family when the New Orleans Hornets first came to Oklahoma City. And I just remember it being such a big thing for Oklahoma City. And we had season tickets and I was in middle school at the time. And just so many good memories with my family there and seeing the way that Oklahoma City embraced the NBA team was so so cool um a lot of a lot of fun times and then the next day showing up in middle school like head to toe hornets gear the sweatbands and like hornet sh shorts or hornets jersey just like swagged out um i loved i loved those memories so so much and now it's cool to see um with the oklahoma city thunder just how the city has continued to really embrace an NBA team. So it was a cool, cool time for the city. Great. I love that. I forgot they came from New Orleans. Yeah, just after Katrina. Oh, yeah. All right, Scott, you're up. Maybe. There we go. There we go. Our favorite sports moment would have to be when my pregnant sister flew into town and we went to a Stanley Cup 
finals game in Las Vegas for our Golden Knights. Great experience. They did not win, but at least we can say we went to a Stanley Cup finals game in the middle of the summer in Las Vegas. It's true. Do you remember, I remember calling you and saying, hey, what are you doing next Wednesday? And you're like, I, I, I've got, it's really important. I'm going to watch the Stanley Cup finals game. And I was like, yeah, I know, but what are you doing? And you're like, I'm watching the game. It's, I can't do anything else. And I was like, great. Do you want to go to the game? And you were like, what? <laughs> Quite the surprise. That was, that was really Rory, fun. Rory was there too. He just didn't know it. Yeah, it's true. He was there too. He used, <laughs> I used all my Southwest miles to fly there because it was like a, a four day notice or something like that. But it was, it was very cool. God, there's so many. That's, that is cool. That was fun. I, I can't narrow mine down to one. As many of you know, I am absolutely horrible at sports. So I can't say I played any. Um, but God, the Stanley Cup, I didn't even think about that. The Red Sox game, I didn't even think about that. There's so many great ones. So I'm going to go back to the, the time when I was a little kid. I was probably five. And I got lost at a Las Vegas Stars game. Well, I wasn't lost. I was roaming around the concourse. Um, and I remember looking, being at the baseball game, and then uh, them announcing like missing, missing child. She's wearing this, this, and this, and goes by the name Amy. And I look at my, I have the same ruffled socks on that they're talking about. And, all these things. and I was like, oh, I'm missing. Oh, I didn't know I was, I didn't know I was missing. So I wouldn't maybe necessarily be the favorite sports moment, but it's definitely the most memorable. So, you know, yeah, that's, you know, we all have our experience and I, I love that there's a day that celebrates those who who can play and who are talented enough to play sports and those ladies that are uh, empowered to do so so it's pretty cool to see some of the great things that are happening and well I guess we could talk a little bit about you know Super Bowl is coming up on Sunday and one of the cool things that's happening speaking of women in sports is um Sarah Thomas who's a referee a referee and she's broken a, quite a few different uh records and made history um, as a woman in the NFL, but she's going to be the first uh, female officiate uh, of a the Super Bowl, which I think is so cool. It'll be so neat to have her. So cool. Such a cool thing. And, and on top of that, we have Amanda Gorman, who I know you all know from the inauguration, who was that just, oh my God, I, I wanted to sign up for a speech class and Toastmasters after I was done listening to her because she was so incredible. Um, she's the first person to ever our first poet to ever be in the pregame for the Super Bowl, which I think is going to be really interesting. So powerful. Yeah. I had a girlfriend text me during the inauguration. We we're like, oh my God, this, this girl is amazing. And she was like, did you see her earrings? Like, I haven't <laughs> looked them up. So I Googled them thinking someone would come up with her earrings. Apparently Oprah gave her the earrings that she was wearing. Really? Yeah. So there's wow. your fun fact. There's your fun inauguration fact that that is a fun fact. Wow. Yeah, I guess Oprah and Oprah apparently also gave um, not Aretha Franklin. Gosh, I'm blanking on who it was. Um, gave her like a a really high end designer coat and hat or something for when she was at the inauguration probably ten years ago or something. So kind of oh wow random random facts of things we didn't know. But we're not here to talk about the inauguration. Who am I kidding? <laughs> Um, so let's talk a little Super Bowl. Um, obviously, none of us are going to any ragers probably for the Super Bowl this year because we're all still a little bit on, on lockdown in life. But um, if you were going to go to a, a raging Super Bowl party and bring some food, what would you bring? 
And what's your favorite thing? Maybe if you didn't bring it, what's your favorite thing to eat at a Super Bowl party? And I'm gonna I'm gonna mix this up. I'm gonna start with Scott. Maybe. Oh, not. threw me a curveball there. I did. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, we have to go pizza. Pizza. Any type of pizza. I think it's something like two million pizzas are consumed on Super Bowl Sunday. See? The numbers don't lie. Trendsetter over there. <laughs> um, okay, let's go, Molly. Oh my gosh, what don't I eat during the Super Bowl, Amy? Everything. Everything. If mm -hmm. it's on the counter, Same. it's going in my mouth. Same. I'm one of those people at Super Bowl parties, and I actually really love football, so I do watch. But like, you know, the people who are really uncomfortable after the Super Bowl party, and they're like eating all the snacks, and then there's like the people on the couch. Like, I'm the snack person. <laughs> it it goes that way. I'm with but, you, right? It's so mm -hmm. like the best food, and it's like food you'd never have in the house. So you just like, you know, it's like when you go to the grocery store and you like have to open all the bags and try the things. That's Super Bowl. But I would say that my favorite Super Bowl dip is, I don't even know what it's called. It's this, it has chorizo in it, um, probably Velveeta, some type of nacho cheese. And my friend's brother-in-law makes it. And it's amazing. And it makes it in like a crock pot. And it has probably things we don't want to even think about as ingredients, but it is so delicious. And it's like, you just, you know, when you have those dips that you like, can't stop putting the chips in them, like you're just shoveling it in your mouth and you like time just goes away. And like, you just continuously, like, it's like one big train of the dip. That's this dip. I think we did. And Scott, you might correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one of our tailgate treats this season is a chorizo queso dip. So I might have to send that along to you. So you might, if you don't get to said friend's brother-in-law's house, no. you might be able to whip it up yourself. Cause I, if I remember correctly, it's not very hard. Yeah. It, I mean, maybe it's this one, maybe this is like a viral dip and we didn't know, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, your dreams could come true. I just get one of those mini crock pots, put it on my lap. <laughs> <laughs> it's your house, you do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> All right, Lisa, what about you? Well, I, I'm with Molly and that it's just like nonstop grazing all day, you know, because it's it, like you said, it's all the food that you never have in your house. So you just kind of <clears throat> um, there's no stop sign all day. But um, I, I'm a big fan of the dips as well. Any any kind of queso action or chips and guac um, here here in L.A., I think I think they're like banning TVs at restaurants and bars. Like they're not allowed to use their TVs. So people aren't there for three or four hours to watch Super Bowl or something like that. Something weird. Wow. So I'm probably going to do some bougie takeout. You know, I love my bougie takeout here in LA. Mm -hmm. And um, the menu that's caught my eye has Nutella whoopie pies. Ooh. So Ooh. that does, it's not very typical Super Bowl food, but I mean, how can I, how can I not get a Nutella whoopie pie? I right? mean, it's something you don't normally have in your house. So that meets the criteria. Exactly. It meets I mean, the criteria. <laughs> <laughs> sounds amazing. That kind of sounds amazing. Okay. I'm going to book my flight now. 
<laughs> I'll be there on Sunday for, for Nutella. I've got to pre-order them, so I'll get you one. Okay, work. perfect. Thank you. So I'll, I'll, I'll report back on the next episode of, of how the Nutella whoopie pie was. <laughs> okay. All right. Amazing. Might be a, a tailgate treat next season, so you better find, we all have to find mm-hmm. a recipe. Recipe, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm also just a total grazer. I feel like if you're not a grazer on Super Bowl Sunday, it's like, what in the world are you doing? Um, I am a dip lover as well. Growing up, we always had this delicious chicken enchilada dip. And it's just like shredded chicken, cream cheese, green chili, a ton of cheese on top, just like cheese on cheese um, with tortilla chips. And it is delightful um but I also love on Super Bowl Sunday I feel like just a classic wing um something I wouldn't normally grab for but I always will on Super Bowl Sunday so those are probably my top two favorites but I also will graze and eat it all I don't you a hodgepodge like, of a plate curse the person who brings in like veggies like can I use the veggies at least as a dip method to get the dip. cheese like, <laughs> they, they 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 equal out right exactly. the like a vessel for the right dip. basically i mean mm. i don't really care about the carrot i just would like the celery is the best because you can get way more dip for sure and shuttle That's in your true. mouth it's mm, something i saw yeah. somewhere that uh, americans eat 88 million pounds of cheese on super bowl sunday and i don't know how that compares to a normal sunday but that's a whole <laughs> shit ton of cheese so yeah how much cheese do we eat on any given sunday i mean i I guess i really think about that before i put that stat forward but i can't imagine it's probably not 88 million pounds i mean i know we're a bit gluttonous as a country but um it's kind of interesting i read somewhere that more than uh the average person consumes eleven thousand calories for more than four and a half times of their recommended daily calorie intake which sounds about right I believe it. I believe it. Throwing myself. a couple beers, hovering yeah. around a dip, and you know, there you have it. Mm. I think our house has been requested. I'm gonna uh, our tailgate treat this week is slow cooker chicken wings, and they're mm. really good and they're really easy. And my husband's had a bad experience with grilled chicken wings and got food poisoning, and he will eat these because they're so good. I think we're gonna do chicken wings and seven layer dip. Yum. That's so that's, mm, yeah. yeah. So sounds amazing. We'll have to work on that. And um, yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. So I, you know, obviously because of what we do, I looked up some stats around food and can anyone guess how many chicken wings Americans consume? And I'm going to tell you, it's an obscene amount. If we eat 88 million pounds of cheese, keep going up from there. <laughs> and any guesses? Like 500 million. Anybody else? Six like billion. Price, six billion. <laughs> it's like Price is Right. Six, yeah. Okay. Price is right. 1.3 billion chicken wings oh my are consumed God. on <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday. Like, it's a bad day to be a chicken. That's all I've got to say about that. Bad day. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. 325 million gallons of beer. That's a great stat. I mean, really, right? So everyone should just get in their car and drive home. This is probably the safest Super Bowl you have. 
No one's going to be going anywhere True. except to pick up their bougie takeout, maybe. <laughs> no? Yeah, Lisa's Whoopie What beer do you pair with your Whoopie Pie? <laughs> champagne. Yes. <laughs> The beer of the gods. Not the champagne yes. and beer. Yeah. <laughs> Not champagne and beer. Well, and that's the thing I think is so interesting. I don't know if you guys have read this, but um, it's Budweiser, Pepsi, and Coke. Those exact brands are not advertising on uh, the Super Bowl. And Budweiser is giving their money to vaccine awareness. But I thought this was really an interesting thing that um, I've read a couple different places that Pepsi and Coke have had kind of a rough year because a lot of their sales are stadiums, right? Your mass kind of quantity sales. And so it's been a rough year for them. And they sort of said, hey, we would rather not buy those ads and then lay people off. So, um, which I thought was kind of an interesting thing that you just think this will probably be the one of the most watched Super Bowls in history because wow. we've basically run out of things to watch, right? And um, so, I mean, Pepsi's still doing Frito-Lay and you know Anheuser-Busch is still promoting Bud Light and Bud Light seltzers and those things. So they're not all going away. So we're not going to be just stuck with awful, horrible commercials. But um, what do you guys think about people? I mean, I've seen it roll out this week where they're releasing a lot of Super Bowl commercials early. Like, what's your thought on early Super Bowl commercials? A bummer. Yeah, I, I, mean, I agree. Takes away from the fun, the anticipation. Uh, I think part of the fun of the Super Bowl is to watch the commercials. I remember in college, in marketing class, that was like a, an assignment we had. We all had to watch the marketing, like commercials and dissect them. And it was so much fun to do. And it was always such a big deal to see like what people would come up with. And releasing them early just feels like, eh. You're like, I'm trying to get the most bang for my buck. So I'm going to release it early, but. Then by the time it comes on TV, you're like, eh. I haven't watched, in all fairness, I have not watched any of them because I want to be surprised. <laughs> Do you yeah, turn the TV off? <laughs> <laughs> what's the reasoning? Have they said why they're releasing them early? I feel like I, this is the first year, to my knowledge. They've done it a bit before, and I think um, the majority of them do it because they're spending an obscene, it's uh, it's $5.5 million for 30 seconds. Mm. Um, and so I think they're just trying to get more bang for their buck. Right. Um, like Matthew McConaughey's and Doritos, um, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher doing a commercial for Cheetos, mm -hmm. Dan Levy from Schitt's Creek is M&M's, John Travolta, uh, and his daughter are actually doing their grease dance at uh, the grease dance in a Scott's lawn commercial. Wow. Um, so that's kind of, I, and I just saw these on the news and I, like I said, I didn't go watch any of them cause I didn't want to know, but, um, yeah. You know, you're, I guess you're trying to just get the most bang for your buck because after Sunday there, if you don't eat, meet the ad meter on Monday where everyone picks your ad, then you're kind of just a flop, right? I guess. Hmm. That's a good but, point. See, this kind committee of, of sure. women agree who the women are the buyers of the household. Don't release your Super Bowl commercials early. <laughs> wow. Us. From us. <laughs> hey, um, this might be a... I, I, I probably should know this, but are there going to be spectators at the Super Bowl? Yep. So there's 22,000 fans um, and 7,500 of those are vaccinated healthcare workers, which I think is pretty cool. Oh, cool. Um, I just saw this morning that um, I, I know Rob Gronkowski from the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers invited and surprised a, a couple of, of healthcare workers. And then Robert Kraft, who 
you know, the Patriots, he's a Patriots owner and they've been in the Super Bowl, obviously for basically ever. Um, he's surprised, I think 75, 76 healthcare workers and flying them out on the team plane to the Super Bowl, oh my gosh. which I think is really cool. So they're, they're That's filling so that cool. 7,500 workers with, um, from different teams, but also, um, quite a few of them are from the, the Tampa Bay area. So it's kind of cool. I mean, it's, I think it's a neat thing, but I, I thought it was interesting that there was the asterisk on everything. It was like the vaccinated healthcare workers, which I'm assuming <laughs> hopefully by now, most healthcare workers are vaccinated. So um, it should be, and I did see that the, the fan kits they're getting this year, uh, when you walk in the door, like all kinds of PPE, their masks, their hand sanitizers, there's wipes, all the things that um, you think you would need to, to not pick up COVID at a Super Bowl game. So kind of interesting. I heard that um, tickets were going for insane rates. I mean, when are Super Bowl tickets not going for insane rates? But because the seating for fans purchasing tickets was so limited that they were like triple, quadruple. Well, you've got the price like i i knew someone who bought there's diehard packers fan like diehard 17 grand a piece turned around and sold them obviously the day he found out they weren't going to the super bowl for three times that amount each wow nuts wow well, this this nbc article says that they were going for like 40 grand a piece and there are only 14,000 available and i think last year's game set the record for the highest ticket price ever so, I mean, they never thought that they'd probably encounter a global pandemic at this point, but um, yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine. It's like a down payment on a house. Right? I mean, or the Super Bowl. I hope they have good hot dogs. I mean, but I, I've talked to people <laughs> who've gone to the Super Bowl and they said it's not as good because you don't get this, you know, you get none of the commentary. The halftime show doesn't have the, the views that you get normally. Yeah. And you don't have any of the commercials, nor the bathroom clothes, nor the great snacks that you can hover around. And so kind of, I feel like I, you need to go once in your life, but yeah, kind of interesting. And how are we feeling about the weekend as a halftime performer? You know, I'm still waiting for Brittany and Aerosmith and Justin to come back. <laughs> so that's my comment. I mean, it's a tough act to follow from last year. Who was it? Shakira, right? Um, and J-Lo. Shakira yeah. and J-Lo. So they mm -hmm. set the bar pretty high. So we'll we'll see with the weekend and his, what, extra $7 million for the production, what he brings to the table. Yeah. Yeah. Have we figured out if the weekend's facial change <laughs> is real or was it just an act? Does What's anyone know this answer? Change? What's the facial change? You have to miss this. look it up. <laughs> look, it, it, it's rumored that he had surgery on his face. What? Or is it just you an know. act? Will we find out on Sunday? Or, yeah. So like that was a seven purple? Or like a permanent enhancement? We'll find out on Sunday, I think. Whoa. Stay tuned. So is that it, where his seven million dollars in cinematic? Perhaps. Uh, okay, we'll have to. All right, I'll send. I'll do space. Put the link in the show notes for that one, so we can all go back and check it out. No wonder the Super Bowl is not covering the cost. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even know that. Your nose job wow. not counting. Okay. Yeah.
sorry. I'm, I'm gonna, I'll put that in the show notes so we can all check it out. Oh, it's the whole bandage situation he has going on. Okay, got yeah. it. Got it, got it. Because quarantine's a, a good time to get your plastic surgery done because you're hiding inside anyway. I mean, <clears throat> seems logical to me. Mine's the Zoom calls where everyone's staring at your face. Yeah, but. <laughs> he could just he could like put a cardboard cutout, right? <laughs> like a previous, I have had a couple of classmates who do that where they've taken like a short video and they just put it on a loop and then you can get up and leave. There's, there's, the, there's that. Brilliant. Okay, so, so I'm going to completely shift gears as we kind of get close to uh, our time soon. We're going to have to talk about The Bachelor because we know that... Um, most of us are playing in the bachelor bracket that we're doing with I hate green beans podcast and Lindsay. And of course, Lindsay is as she should be is kicking all of our butts. Um, she's in 14th place as we stand now. Um, Courtney in our bracket has jumped all the way from 44 to 44th from, I think like 98th. I'm not judging. Like it happens. I think <laughs> you forget a week or two, you know, that was it. That was it. And the worst part is the rest of us, Scott, Lisa, we're all being beaten by my husband, Reagan. So <laughs> where's Reagan? Like what's his, where is he standing? Well, he's 60, 60th. So, I mean, we're not exactly, you know, but still the rest <laughs> of us are somewhere near the bottom and it's a lot less than 60. That's so, impressive. Mm -hmm. Has so he been tuning in weekly? Um, he might or pretend like that he's not, but he's partially a guess. I mean, sometimes he'll watch okay. it with me, but it's partially a guess based on what people look like, basically. Love, mm -hmm. a, good, love a good guess. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I watched the first episode with Molly's boyfriend and Reagan, and the commentary is quite hilarious from two men who <laughs> pretend that they don't care about The Bachelor. So they love it so much. Mm -hmm. They do. Really get roped in. Yeah. Yep. You know, I love you, that. You, you never knew, but you know, I watched that. I was, I, we were talking about this before the show started and I was watching the episode today. So I made sure I was caught up for, for us to talk tonight. And I am just, it kind of makes my skin crawl with all the mean women. Like this is just, I mean, mean. we will, I will tell say that probably on all accounts, we've all encountered awful women in our lives and in our careers. And it's like, did anybody have PTSD watching that? Because I did. Yeah, it was just crazy there. to see it all go down. And then I immediately went to Instagram and was trying to find the girls. <laughs> and I can't remember who it was, but she's like deleted her Instagram because I'm sure she knew everybody was just going to come and like troll on her hard because she was totally backpedaling. Why am I blinking on her name? Anna. Anna. Right? Anna. Yeah. The girl from, she the was like from Chicago. Mean, mean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then she was like backpedaling and denying it, but it's like, okay, you can do that to Matt, but the entire nation is watching this show happen. And we all know what you did and said. Did you like how she sang like a canary though, when he sat her down and he didn't even get like the ask of like, did you do this out? And she just exploded with everything she did. That's like, so true. It was amazing. And the look on her face was like, incredible she was such a mess, <laughs> followed by so an even bigger mess yes it's the real special season over at the bachelor <laughs> but i kind of wish like all the mean girls that we've encountered in our lives like had the chance where you're like oh by the way you're on national tv yeah and 
you're being a you know what and here guess what everyone sees it because god there's some evil human females in the world and Mm. i mean that's what i really love about this is because i mean i know you all personally and now i know some of you know each other now kind of through the video chat but you know i i love that this group supports other women and it's not just evil and mean it's just that's just I mean, I'm also not in The Bachelor, so I can't say a darn thing. But in our personal lives, if one of you got a promotion, I would be excited for you. Or a one-on-one date, I suppose. So, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that so funny, though, how they, well, first of all, they're pitting, what was it, like the OGs with the new girls. I'm like, wait a second. Haven't you guys all been here like three weeks? Did I miss this stuff? Yeah. Right. But, I'm, but at the end of the day, they're all vying for the same man and I love how they've made like teams to support each other but it's like there's one of him and Mm -hmm. several of you and only one's gonna win it just cracks me up like the whole thing is just like watching a giant train rack that you can't stop uh viewing were any of you in a sorority I was I was was it like that in a sorority? I, I wasn't, but was it like that in a sorority? Yeah, it can be. I mean, I didn't, I transferred and didn't affiliate. So I sort of got to view like several sororities at U of A because I didn't affiliate there. And I didn't find that in the sororities I saw in the girls that I knew, but maybe that's because I wasn't pin to one I think it's gotten a lot worse for people though like I don't remember girls ever being as mean as they seem like they are now like the social media and tv is really giving people a platform to be awful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way Molly it's pretty sad also that's on there forever so good luck ladies you know mm-hmm. <laughs> <Doesn't go away. laughs> We Googly but I mean, kudos to, to kudos to Matt for like taking care of business and being like, yeah, no, that's not that's not gonna work for me. You're out of here. So hopefully he He's, cleans house a little bit more next week. Yeah, I keep the mean girls around, which I'm sure is some type of like production ploy. But he mm-hmm. really sent them to pasture this week, so that was good. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't take another week of Victoria. It was amusing. She needed to go. Had to go. And that was the best that that gold dress she was in was the best she looked the entire time. She looked (laughs) the entire time. It's so crazy because if you go to her Instagram, I'm wondering if that was also a production ploy because on her Instagram, her makeup is like done to the nines, her hair, a majority of her outfits. And so it's confusing. The like way she looks on the show versus the way she's like appearing now but also before the show maybe she got like some lessons on the show so like a a makeover yeah i totally think she's just a plant don't you think she's just a plant for sheer good tv because in the beginning it was so boring Mm -hmm. yeah well you know we'll see her in paradise so yeah i don't think she's done with it there's no i mean she's just pure reality tv gold so there's no way they're not bringing her to paradise there's just yeah unless she refuses to go 
That's so true. I feel like some of it, though, has to be staged with Victoria. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of it Mm -hmm. is, but even in her appearance, I'm just not convinced that it's fully her. Because, like, with the bra hanging out of all of the dresses, and, I mean, it just, like, will make you cringe. And I feel like one of the girls would say something of, like, hey, Victoria, but if it was a producer ploy, then maybe she would just, like, go along with it. But I feel like that's definitely why she was cast, like, for that TV gold. I think they definitely, like, picked her for a reason. Because if you watch her and Matt interact, it's, like, super awkward. Like, (laughs) the Mm -hmm. unwanted, like, Mm -hmm. best friend that's a girl. And he's just kind of, like, there for the ride. Did anyone else Google who Kit's mom was when she said her mom was a designer? That was, like, yes. That's like the first thing I did last night. Yes. It's mom was impressive. She always looks so good. I love, I've loved watching kids' outfits. And I'm like, ooh, what if this is Cynthia Raleigh? Yeah. They're so young. <laughs> it's bizarre. She's like 21. Yeah, right? Very young. She's 21. Yeah. yeah. She's really young. No offense if they're listening, but I'm glad I didn't marry the person I was dating at 21. Right? <laughs> 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 It would have been, that would have been a lot. So, I mean, I also was like said, not on national TV. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad I didn't marry anyone that I dated in my 20s. Or Same. most <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about that shopping date, though? Was the that like date the dream of come my true? dreams. I Some mean, that was a massive date. date. What was that, Molly? I said some of the looks were really interesting. Like you could tell they had like staged these racks of clothes to come in and they're like, okay, put on this max and put on this. And I loved when they brought out the designer shoes and then they had to cover up like all the different parts of the box. But like clearly someone like forgot to do that on their task list because it looked like they took like random pieces of paper and like taped them together. <laughs> Did <it laughs> I didn't I even didn't notice that. that. <laughs> like the worst cover-up job ever you know when they like cover up the label on like a bottle on a tv show oh or my something. gosh I'm like wait a second is that a post-it note like covering the brand on that <laughs> is it bad my first thought was you know if that was me I've been sitting in the hotel drinking for three weeks I'm not going to fit into anything no mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Don't you ever wonder if they like go work out together or something? Like they always show the guys like lifting weights, like morons at the bachelor house or whatever, but they never really like show the girls doing anything, but hating each other. So you got to wonder, like, are they going to the gym in the morning? What do they do all day? Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. they must, right? Like what else are they doing? Yeah. Just sitting around yeah. waiting for that date card. Right. Yeah. I read the- something. I can't remember where it was, but there's not in most seasons I guess they can't get their nails done they can't get their hair done like any services that they typically would which is kind of wild to think about if they're there for the long run so you you could be getting proposed to with like nasty roots (laughs) well I think I think for the last one they do bring in a stylist I think for the very last one they do but throughout the season the girls Mm. they have they're they're given like a packing list and they can only bring I think two suitcases there's very strict rules about what how much stuff they can bring and they're told how many evening gowns to bring and they have to do their own hair and makeup apparently the whole um 
the whole season. And I think it's even even more so now with, you know, COVID and things and, and them having to be quarantined and such. So they must well, all get yeah. really good at hair, makeup, and nails while they're there. Maybe that's what they do all day, Molly. They sit around doing their nails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nails and curling irons. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess you could be like a really hot commodity if you well, knew how to do those MJ things. does, isn't MJ a hairstylist? The one with the big blonde mm-hmm. hair? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she might just be the reason she's been around so long is because she's doing everyone's hair. That could be. I mean, yeah, I can't figure I can't figure MJ out, but I think she's getting ready to get like oust with yeah. the other mean girls. Okay, just, who's your just, top? What's her name? Jessina? Jessina? Just what's the one Jessina. that she's feuding with? Yes. Jessina. Yeah, yeah. Jessina. The cliffhanger. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I know we were watching and I said, watch, they're going to break be con- to be continued <laughs> next week on the bachelor. Mm-hmm. And then, so, yeah. of, course, one more. of course. So who's your, who's your top pick right now? If you were going to pick one of them. I mean, my pick is Rachel, especially after that date. I feel like she's like mm-hmm. the flip herself. Do you remember on Sean Lowe's season when Catherine was like nobody no one even knew who she was and then all of a sudden he's like Catherine will you marry me we're like wait who's Catherine I feel like that's (laughs) (laughs) you know wait oh there's a Rachel on here but she's like she's the sleeper cell I'm convinced and then they when they exchange the like I'm falling in love with you it's like uh oh game over which was so funny too that was big can you imagine being like I'm falling in love with you first date this has gone very well so <laughs> you took me shopping. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty wild. I think the shopping date, though, previous seasons is always like a really big date. The girls that are that go on the shopping dates always tend to be like some of the last standing for sure. So I'm with you, Molly. I think Rachel's got a really, really good chance. Is she your pick too? I think so. And I've been seeing on TikTok and Instagram, this is kind of silly, but all of these conspiracies are circulating about Rachel. Because if you look at her Instagram, she's like hiding her left hand in all of these recent photos. But my roommates and I were like, well, she could just take her ring off. But there's all of these conspiracies floating around that like he picks her, I think for a multitude of reasons. But yeah, if you look at her Instagram, she is like kind of hiding her left hand in a way, but it also could just be coincidence. So I think, yeah, Rachel's, Rachel's my pick though, as of this week. What about you, Lisa? Yeah, I would say Rachel. I mean, I think Michelle's a a close second too. They Mm. seem to have a pretty quick connection, which he didn't seem to have with any of the other girls. Um, But who knows, you know, these, these, producers know how to edit these shows to steer us one way so we'll we'll see what unfolds I really like Michelle too what about the great arms man yeah her arms are fantastic so Mm -hmm. good what about the I want her upper body workout yeah oh yeah that was kind of crazy just like mid group date he goes and like makes out on screen with Piper which I feel like Piper's kind of been under the rug a bit too but I'm wondering if in the next couple of shows she'll come up she was I was gonna say I had to look her up because I couldn't remember her name but um she's one of my top 
mm-hmm. one of my top picks because I don't know. She just she's cute. Seems to fit the. They have, mm-hmm. they have look like they have fun. I mean, if you're gonna go make out with someone after they shoveled horse poop, I mean, <laughs> gotta love them. I mean, if that's what works for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Scott, do you have a top pick? Absolutely. And that top pick is who? You know, after listening to last night's game podcast about the five women who will give Matt a run for his money, I'm gonna have to go with Abigail. Oh, oh. oh. Like the, first, dark, the first impression, Rose. Yes, dark horse. Yep. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. So, what do you all think of the rumors that Katie is being groomed to be the next Bachelorette? Oh, oh, I haven't heard that. Rumor. I haven't heard that. I've kind of heard those. She's like totally friend zoned with Matt, but I don't know. I don't know if I could see her as the bachelorette. What do you all think? She's kind of like fun and spunky, but mm-hmm. she's like missing the it factor. When I yeah, think she's got a different mm-hmm. vibe. Yeah, she she does. Like there's always, I don't know. I can't really like pinpoint it. There's been some bum bachelorettes for sure. But I think of like um, oh, what was her name? The cute blonde Emily Maynard. Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of person I think of when I think of the Bachelorette. And Katie's mm-hmm. sort of like Emily's friend. I could mm-hmm. see Rachel, Rachel being the Bachelorette. <laughs> right? Oh yeah, Rachel would be a good Bachelorette. Maybe that. Maybe we're all wrong. Maybe Rachel's the next Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. Or maybe yeah. they're just gonna go rogue again because it works so well for Matt James. Lisa, have you gotten on board with the Matt James season yet? I know you weren't a huge fan of him at this at the beginning. I'm still struggling. I, you know, I think that this goes without saying, but I, you know, I miss the travel. I think that's really what why I used to like watching the show to see them travel around the world. And, you know, I guess the show's kind of, you know, mirroring our lives right now. We're just stuck in one place yeah. and it's the same scenery. So and I mean he's he's he seems like a good guy. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm struggling this season. Where's terrible sweaters? What's that fuzzy purple thing? <laughs> the purple sweater. I was like, oh my God, Barney, what's happening here? <laughs> if that was a look. I mean, I guess look. if you're going to go on a hot date in a converted ballroom, that's just what you wear. <laughs> <laughs> Hence why Lisa misses the travel. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. I've seen enough ballrooms between the La Quinta and the whatever it's called, Nima Colon. Yeah, it is so much better, I think, than the La Quinta dates. Like, they've stepped it up this season. I feel kind of bad in hindsight for Claire and Tasha because they're probably watching this season like, oh, my gosh. But comparatively to the normal seasons, it's there's no comparison. Well, my in-laws have stayed there at the at that resort. And it's definitely, from what I remember them talking about, it is definitely much more of a um, old school, like established type of resort. So Mm. them hosting The Bachelor is probably going to raise their profile. I mean, I'm intrigued to see what it looks like when like the you know, the traditional 70 year olds roll in along next to like the 25 year old influencers and what that looks like um, all at the same hotel when it all opens back up. But yeah, kind of interesting on what that, I mean, they have, it's all outdoor, you know, 
um, skeet shooting and that kind of stuff. So it's kind of mm-hmm. interesting to see what they've been able to pull out, but hey. Well, they've, said- um, they've actually filmed there before. Um, oh, the really? season that Wells Adams was on, they, they filmed a date there. Oh, I can't wow. remember who, jo- Jojo, Jojo maybe was his bachelorette. Um, so that was, um, they're, they're, they're going back to where they've been before. So who yeah, that was interesting. Do you huh. think they just clear out the entire hotel and like book way in advance how it works? I because, wouldn't be surprised if well, the hotel if, was closed. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's yeah. A good point. If they had already shut down and there's even, there's rumors. I obviously listened to the Wells Adams podcast. Um, uh, he was saying that bachelor in paradise, maybe if they can't do it in Mexico this summer, they may do it stateside somewhere. Oh, they're trying to figure out how to make that happen. Yeah. They're like, we're back at La Quinta. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. We're going to turn this sitting area into another day space. Different from last night's. (laughs) You may remember these party wraps from Claire season. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, keep playing your bachelor brackets and I will keep updating everyone on Instagram on how we're all doing. Um, hopefully we can be Reagan and we can make up some ground on him. So there's some work for us to do. Lisa, you and I've got to make up some yeah, ground. Scott, you too. Courtney, know. hang in there. Hey, and Molly, just, it might not be too late. To submit. I mean, that's a good point. I'm, yeah. I, I feel like I just need someone to set it up for me and then I'll like tell you because my technology skills are like um, America online. Let's <laughs> <laughs> put Rachel a fan. We'll see if that me. Eating, uh, well, I'll, I'll send Rachel a pigeon. Yeah. I'll, I'll send a messenger pigeon for your pics. It's totally fine. So okay. you, can, you can fax them in, Molly. Don't worry. Just send us a fax. Um, well with that we'll wrap it up because we we want to stick to our time and i'm really happy you guys are all here thank you so much um i'm gonna i'll we'll put out some of the things we've talked about in the show notes the weekend face situation some of the recipes we talked about and um, i'll circle back with the girls if there's anything that we are missing um, but I'm so thankful that you are all here. It's been, a, it's always fun to chat with you and it's fun. We're recording this in the evening for the first time ever. So that's been a, a fun twist. So thank you, Molly, for joining us. Yeah. Um, and yeah, thank you for your humor and thank you all. Scott, thanks for, thanks for contributing next, next episode. We want the report out on that Hallmark movie that you promised us at Christmas time that you were going to review. Tune in next episode. They'll definitely be there. <laughs> <laughs> next episode boy just be leading us on and disappointed um so with that thank you all we really really appreciate you well that's it for this week we hope you enjoyed the conversation and had a good laugh while you're at it i will put those recipes in the show notes to make sure that you don't miss out on any cheesy goodness at your super bowl party Make sure to follow us on Instagram for daily conversation starters to get your day off on the right foot. And while you're there, follow Girl Boss, where you'll find us in their Instagram stories on Friday and Sunday, getting ready for the big game. 
The best thing you can do for your favorite podcast is head on over to wherever you listen to your podcast and hit that subscribe button. Of course, we would love it if you would share us with a friend. Thanks for joining us this week, and we look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of Sports Curious. Stay safe, friends. Wash your hands. (laughs) 